This is for all you Giants fans in the great state of New Jersey. We have an awesome sports betting promo for new Bet365 users. All you have to do is deposit $10 and place a $1 wager on any sport. You'll instantly receive $200 added to your account in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. All you have to do is use the code NYGINSIDER at sign up. By using our code NYGINSIDER, you not only receive $200 in bonuses, but you'll also be directly supporting the podcast. So, if you haven't signed up for Bet365, join with the code NYGINSIDER and place that first bet. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 years of age or older and physically present in New Jersey. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer or visit bet365.com. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer of the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. So there's a few things to talk about um, now that we're in the dullest part of the year, but you know what? It's always exciting with the NFL, being that the schedule just came out. Uh, we have the Saquon Barkley issue, if there is one right now. But you know what? We'll start off with, Chris, Have the I guess the, the biggest question is, have the Giants closed the gap with the other teams in the NFC, namely the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys? Now, the Giants have added a lot in the offseason, in the draft. Uh, the Eagles kind of looked like they were losing a lot, and then lo and behold, things really kind of fell for them uh, in the draft. And also, they made some trades to their credit. Hmm. Uh, but let's start there, dude. Like, we're, I think I'll, I'll say this. I think the Giants on paper right now are obviously a much better team than last year. But have they closed the gap to where they can really be yeah. A force to be reckoned with in the NFC East. Yeah, that, that look when a draft is finished, right? Undrafted free agents are signed, and now you have OTAs, mini camp. This is your roster now, Jerry. This is it. This is where yeah. you're going to go to war. I should say war. This is where you're going to go to battle. You know, football battle with yeah. next September, right? Um, because you know you're going to tweak the roster here and there, but that's it. There's no big free agents coming in. The draft is finished, you know, and all that. So your rosters are basically, you know, set. And you're going to cut guys, get down to 53 and all that. But And you might tweak here and there, you know, late signings, whatever it might be. But you're basically set. And you so the big question in the NFC East is, you know, you have a you have a division where a team represented the NFC in the Super Bowl and came very close to being champions, all right? So you have to look at your division first and you say, okay, so did our team <clears throat> close the gap on the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I, you know, I think Washington's behind us still, you know? Sure. So I'm going to stick with those two guys that finished ahead of us last year. The Eagles had, what, 14 wins. The Cowboys had 12, whatever it was. And you look at them and say, okay, so did we close the gap? Well, right now, did have the Giants improved on paper? Yeah, looks like they had a nice draft. We'll see how this pans out, but... I can't sit here right now in May and say, okay, you know what? We've closed that gap in the Eagles. We've closed that gap in the Cowboys. We're this close. We Now, this is not saying you can't beat them, and the Giants are going to find out right away, and we'll get into the schedule later. They're going to play the Cowboys right off the bat, right, um, on the Sunday night football game. But you look at it right now and say, man, I, you know, Dallas goes out and trades for Ste- uh, Stephen Gilmore. They feel they beefed up their defensive line with the Mazri Smith guy. They're coming back. With, they trade for Brandon Cooks, who I have never seen anything like in my life. A guy gets like a thousand yards every year. Is traded five thousand times. It, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. But the guy can still play. 
Mm. And they got C.D. Lamb. You know, their offensive line is going to get Terrence Steele back at right tackle. They feel really good that their, their kid will play really well this year. Smith's going to go to left guard and the veteran Tyron Smith, however, however long he holds up, is going to be a left tackle. So they feel good about that. They feel good about their defense. You know, they have, they have difference makers on the defensive side of the ball with Diggs and Parsons. And so you look at that, Jerry, and they look at the Eagles, to me, are just going to be just as strong, okay? Just as strong. And right now, I say, no, they, they haven't closed the gap on those two teams. It's now, don't get me wrong, like I just said, that doesn't mean you can't go in and knock these guys off come September, October, November, you know, and they're going to play the Eagles about late again. They're yeah, playing late in December three, again, right? Twice in the last, like, four right. weeks or three at, weeks, whatever. Uh, at the, right, at the, end of the, at the end of the year, right. Twice in the last three weeks, the yeah. 25th and January 7th. So, um, and of course, that could be a different, whole different scenario back, you know, at the end of the, of the season, who's injured, who's, who's not playing well and all that. But yep. to right now, Jerry, I look at it and I say, hey, we should be a solid football team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, we should be a, a team definitely contending for a playoff spot. No question in my mind about that. But I don't feel, when you look at it, that we've closed the gap. I don't feel they could overtake Dallas, you know, and the Eagles, to me, is still the elite of the division. Um, that's the way I feel right now. How do, how do you feel about that? So going into last year, I had the Eagles. We both had the Eagles winning the division, but it was kind of tenuous. It was, I think the Eagles will win. Could be Dallas, but we think it's the Eagles. I kind of had them in that overall NFL, right? Like five to ten range of teams, right? Like they're the top top ten, maybe top five. Now I think the Eagles are a top three team in the NFL, right? So they, I actually think they've gotten better. And then when you see what Jalen Hurts has become, it's like it's easier to, for me to kind of put them there, right? So they still have the same offensive line that just owns the league, right? They replaced, you know, Hargrave with Jalen Carter. Uh, They kept both their corners. Um, You know, they didn't really lose that much because of what they replenished it with. Their coaching staff is still good. So I, I, they've closed the gap from the sense that I think the games will be more competitive. I think the Giants are a better team. So going into last year, I'd have the Giants maybe 20 in the league overall. This year, I think they're a top 15 team. So from that sense, they've closed it. But I, I, it's still the Eagles division to lose to me. Where I think the Giants can do well is, I think, because of our coaching staff versus theirs. I know Dallas has added a few pieces. Dak Prescott doesn't scare me as much. I, I think that it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants came in second. Like, if they overtook Dallas. I don't think they're going to overtake Philly. I think technically they've closed the gap, but it's still the Eagles division to lose based on everything they've done um, and, and just Jalen Hurts kind of coming of age. Now, I love what we've added. I'm most excited, as excited as, as I am about the weapons we've added, I'm most excited about the fact that we've added guys to stop the run. I think it's going to be a lot, they're going to be a lot more competitive games. But, man, you know, you see what Howie Roseman's done. It's, it's the NFC East is still there for the Eagles. So you think they have closed the gap on the I Cowboys? I think closed technically. Yes, and I know. And actually over, and, and going to overtake them. I think they can, yes. Right. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. There's going to be a lot of question marks, too, around these two teams, even the Eagles. I'll tell you why. When you lose both coordinators, hey, you're basically going into the unknown. Right. I know they feel good about the guys they promoted and all that, but still. Right. It's much different being an assistant coach. You had a headset on the sideline than having a headset on the sideline or up in the booth, and now you're calling the plays. Right. You're sending in the defense. Yep. You're sending in the offense. 
Much different. So that's going to be an unknown for the Eagles until that gets straightened out. And for, as, and for as much complaining as everyone did about Jonathan Gannon, you're going to see what their defense does this year. It's going to be well, interesting. We're going to see. Right. Yeah. And the Shane Stetching is over there in, in Indy. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, the big, you know, we both had the Eagles last year, but still, the, there was unknown was Jalen Hurts. Yep. Well, that's not an unknown anymore. Right. This guy's an MVP candidate last year. He would have been MVP to Super Bowl if Mahomes didn't pull his magic. Yep. You know? Um, the Cowboys, where they might take a big hit, a, let's see if Dak steps back in his play. Right. Right? Right. And now they got Brian Schottenheimer, dude. Right. 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 Brian Schottenheimer right. is called. I mean, if you don't think they're going to. And look, there's a lot of things Kellen Moore did over the years with Dallas as far right. as play calling where I criticize them. I think, you know, not, not just me, but a lot of people around the league like, dude, you got to run the ball more. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know, he got a little too pass happy at times. But. You're going to go from a Kellen Moore to a Schottenheimer who has a proven track record of mediocre, you know, mediocrity? Yeah. I remember when Jeff fans wanted to throw him <laughs> off the Tapazee Bridge. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, they, you know, he, he he goes to Seattle and it's like, you know, and now, you know, and now he's over here with the Cowboys. And you look at that and you say, well, okay, who knows what their offense is going to be under this dude? Yeah. I know McCarthy, I, I think McCarthy, is he calling the plays? I, I'm not sure if he made a decision on it yet, but who cares even if McCarthy calls the plays? Right. Right? <laughs> I mean, we saw the issues he had over the years with the Cowboys, you know? So you look at that, and, and Jerry, while I don't feel the Giants have closed the gap on paper, where I feel they could have really closed the gap is the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. Mike Kafka, I think he's proven to be a pretty damn good coordinator, and now he's going to get some more. And now he's going to get some more weapons, right? Wink, we all know Wink, and now he's got some more weapons. Right. The Cowboys are going to Schottenheimer. I mean, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me, dude? Right. All right. A proven. We know Brian's resume, Mm -hmm. and it's not that good. Right. It's not really good. I don't know what the Cowboys would think of letting Kelly. All right, they wanted a new voice, man. More than he got. Okay, fine. We'll see how that plays out. The Eagles, two unknown coordinators right now. I'll hey. give Nick. I'll give Nick Sirianni. He's due. He's a good coach, bro. I, I didn't think he was going to be, but he's a good coach. But but you still need those coordinators, bro. Yeah. The Giants. Well, we know what we got. Yeah. We got Kafka, who went from the worst. Red zone offense a couple years ago to one of the top ten last year. If you don't think that's coaching, you're out of your effing mind. Okay? So while I don't feel they closed the gap talent-wise and on paper, I feel the Giants have closed the gap big time with Brian Dable, Kafka, and Wink against those two teams and their coaching. I think think it's safe to say Mike McCarthy's – just a mediocre coach. Chris, I don't, I, it always seems to always come up, I should say, every three podcasts, the movie Rounders, when you said, we know what we got, it reminded me of McDermott saying, we know what we're holding. It's, it, we, we know what you're holding. Like, it's, it's, right. you're, it, it's a great point because maybe the biggest asset for the Giants is the fact that they kept their coordinators and they're great coordinators, right? right. Like this, this isn't a case of where something was questionable or, right. I mean, we kept our D coordinator, our, our stud offensive coordinator who we're going to probably eventually lose if he has another good season. And 
look, the Eagles added Matt Patricia in some capacity. So how safe, how safe is that? Right? Like, all right, well, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty good with what we're holding. It's just a matter of what you're holding now. Um, but I, I love also how we attacked, how Joe Shane attacked what we did poorly last year. Obviously the easy one was weapons. That was easy. Bringing in Darren Waller, drafting um, Jalen Hyatt, but bringing in guys to stop the run, right? That was the Achilles heel of, I think, of the entire team, but I mean, obviously of the defense. So couple that with Wink Martindale um, and adding a, a corner like Banks, if he's as, as good as advertised, I think we will be a better team. I don't know if it's going to manifest itself based on the damn schedule that came out, but we talk about this every year. Like, you can't do win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. It's stupid. But <laughs> you look at the schedule, it's it's daunting, like the it's way tough. it starts off. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Yeah, Jerry, I just want to clarify something. I'm not saying the Giants can't finish ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I'm just saying as far as right now, personnel-wise, yeah. I don't feel they've closed the gap personnel-wise. That doesn't mean I don't feel they could, you know, get 10, 11 wins. Cowboys go back to nine. And, and the Eagles, I, you know, right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Eagles until their coordinators and their coaches staff proves me otherwise, you know, Agreed. because they're still, they're still real talented, okay? They're yeah. still real talented. And if they had a questionable quarterback, even Dak, you know, Dak is what has he been? Good, bad, 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 some good, bad, you know, the whole deal. But Jalen Hurts last year played at an unbelievable level. And if he continues to play at that, and the Eagles feel they, he will, given the contract, you know, seeing the contract that he got, um, then that's going to be really tough. But just to clarify, I'm not saying the Giants can't finish second in this division. All right? I'm just saying they haven't, I don't look, I look at the roster and say, well, they haven't really closed the gap talent-wise, you know? But that's where, and we talk about this a thousand times, man. Mm-hmm. No sport, you know, has coaching as the is the biggest influence yep. in the NFL. The by biggest by a far, mile. by a mile. Okay, yeah. it's not yeah. even close. And that's where I feel Dable and Kafka and Wink can close that gap, bro. Can close that gap, you know. Um, and that's huge, you know, coming back with those coordinators and you see these other teams, Dallas, Eagles losing two, Dallas gets rid of more, the whole deal. Um, that's where I feel they could close the gap, you know, big time. Um, that's where it's going to be very interesting. And look, they're going to get a taste of it right off the bat. Right off yep. the bat. You're going to see the Cowboys at Sunday night game yep. at home. Um, and it's going to be, hey, look, it's only one game. So I'm not going to say, well, the Giants lose. Well, there you go. See, you tell, you know, no, it's only one game. Uh, but you're going to get a little taste. You're going to get a little feel, right, of what's how much they have closed coaching-wise, even talent-wise, you know, and all that when they see these guys the first game of the year. Uh, uh, so, and i got to be honest with you, Jerry. It's 17 games. And I don't put much stock into first game of the year because, you know, they don't play many snaps in preseason. You know, a lot of times guys, you know. But to me, dude, this is a tone setter. Oh, yeah. In the NFC East, this is a tone setter. What, what do you mean, Chris? Tone setter, 16 game. Okay, what I mean is that you go out and whip up the Cowboys, you're putting everybody on alert. Brian Dable and the, and the crew are putting everybody on alert. If they go out that Sunday night game in the Meadowlands, MetLife, and whip up in the Cowboys, you're putting the NFC East on alert. And I'm not saying the Eagles are like, oh, well, I'm just saying you're putting everybody on like, whoa, whoa, the Giants just beat, you know, they whipped up on the Cowboys. Hey, you but you know, I know the Giants made the playoffs this year, but you better keep an eye on these guys because these guys are coming to play football. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? Like, that first game to me is like, go in there and whip up on them. 
Don't lose. Okay, they've been losing to Dallas every damn year. Like, don't you beat them? A you know a thirty-one seventeen game that opens eyes to the nation. Obviously, the game's in front of the nation. And I think the confidence level of this organization. And I think the Dallas Cowboys and their coach staff is going to look like, oh man, you know Jerry Jones. We just got our ass kicked by the giant. You know, but, you know, panic in Dallas world. You know that, bro. First game, you know, it doesn't make the season. I'm just saying, you want to like this kind of, kind of set that tone a little bit of, yeah, let's kick these guys' butts and let's show the nation, hey, you know, we want, you know, we want just a nine-one team, but we're coming back here to win this division. You know what I mean? It doesn't set the, it, it sets the tone, but also I, I, I can't ignore the fact, Chris. I'm pretty sure of this that they won their opener in 2016. They won their opener last year, and every other year they lost it. And those are the two years they made the playoffs. Now, that right. could be a coincidence, but it is a thing, right? It's there. It's there. And to, be, and to be able to do that to Dallas, and I thought the same thing. Like, I, thank God we got him at home, too. Like, thank God we'd have to go to Texas again. I agree. Like, this is what you want, guys. Like, last year was a cute, nice story about the Giants. Like you said, this year we're serving notice, and we're, we're here now, right? We're going to be a problem every year, hopefully, in the NFL and the NFCs with this coaching staff and, and with the guys we brought in. But, yeah, I, I love that. Like, I know people are tired of opening against Dallas. I'm tired of opening against Dallas and Texas. I was psyched when I saw them right. opening up at home right. on Sunday night. I think it's great. And like yeah. you said, I think it could be a real, like, trend-setting type of game for this season. And you can't ignore the fact that when they won their openers the last two times, they made the playoffs. So there's going to be a lot of good feelings. Now, yeah. Dable, as you know, better than I do, he's going to be the first one. If they win that game, it's, all right, we're not, we're not you know, no, no prey down the county here, guys. we got to go to Arizona the next week. But um, it would be a, a nice way to start the season with a division win and beating a team that I think we've beaten once over the last, I don't know, nine, ten times. So it's also, yeah, also, a, men it's also yeah. a mental thing as well. Like, you're going to yeah. beat Dallas. You beat Dallas. It's, all right, th this is, you know, we're going to contend now, right? So I think Absolutely. it's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. I'm with you, man. You know, the only time they beat was what? But Andy Dalton was a quarterback? You right. know what I mean? I mean, right. come on, you know? Right. So I got to be honest with you, Jerry. When the schedule first, when it was coming out, I was hearing whispers, it's Dallas again, it's Dallas again. And even I at first was like, oh, my God, Dallas again. I mean, but it's been, a, you know what? It's been a few years since we played Dallas in the opener. Okay, right. it just seems like it's been every year, right? Right. But it's been a few years. And then at first I was like, oh, God. And then I said, you know what? Good. Yeah. Good. Yep. Good. I didn't care if it was 1 o'clock game. I don't care if it was in the parking lot on a Saturday afternoon. I was like, okay. I was just like, good. You know what? The Giants are coming off a nine win. They won a playoff game. Dallas feels it better than us. You know, Dallas feels the whole act. You know, oh, we'll win 10 games again, 12 games. You know what? Good. Play them the first game. Let's see what's up. Right off the bat. Let's see what's up. You know? Um, let's see how both teams, you know, let's see how much the Giants have improved. You know, you know right off the bat. So, uh, I was kind of, I wound up, I wound, I wound up from being, you know, like, oh, God, Dallas again, too. You know what? I'm glad it's Dallas. I'm glad it's Dallas. Bring, bring it on. We're ready to roll. You know what I mean? We're ready to roll. Good test right out of the gate for both teams. Dallas is playing the playoff team. Giants are playing Dallas, right? Yeah. So, to me, I was happy. The end result, <laughs> the end result is what I'm saying. I'm happy. I yeah. I I'm kind of happy, you know, so that they're playing Dallas. Yeah, like I said, I would have been kind of pissed if it was in Texas. But once I saw it was at the Meadowlands, I'm like, ah, oh, good. You know what? Good. Yeah. Let them come here. Sunday yeah. night, that makes sense. There was a rumor for a while it was going to be the Jets. Um, I'm kind of glad we'll get into the schedule. Like you said, I'm glad that game's later on. Let the, let the, the, the hype kind of build up to that one. I think that's a good move for the, uh, for the NFL, actually for everything the NFL does wrong. I think that's a smart move for them. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm okay with Dallas. I didn't be honest with you. I did not want Philly Week One, although that's probably the best time to play them because it's right out of the, the preseason. <laughs> that's the chance you have. I didn't but want I, Philly either. I didn't want yeah, Philly either. Because what if it's a blowout again? Then yeah, I didn't want like, Philly. God, bro. it sets the tempo. I did not want Philly either, bro. I'm so with I'm, you. I was okay with Dallas at home. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna take a break and discuss the schedule. Probably. I'll uh, be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, you listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Biz Ignano and Jerry Foley. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the Giants rosters compared to the NFC East before we get to the schedule? Or you just want to jump into the schedule now? This, uh, this no. You know. Ridiculous uh, schedule we have. It is. Yeah, we're going to get into the schedule a little bit. Um, a lot of it. <laughs> so, um, look, we'll see OTAs coming up. Um, Manny mandatory camps coming up next month and then training camp. Um, but like I said, you know, you look at the Ross's personnel-wise, and I don't feel they've closed that gap. But we also just discussed why I feel that doesn't mean anything as far as overtaking the Dallas Cowboys, you know, yep. and all that. And I, I just emphasize one last time, dude. You know, there's unknown coaching going on in Philadelphia this year, and it's going to be an unknown offensive coordinator. Uh, not an unknown, but an uh, offensive coordinator in Dallas that Jerry, you could see right off the bat. <laughs> Dallas starts off one and three, and they're not moving the ball like they feel they should, not scoring. Dude, the oh. fan base, everybody's going to be like, well, what do you expect? You got Schottenheimer, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, you could see it turning bad. And this is what you hope for. And this is football. This is sports, okay? Nobody's wishing anything bad, but this is what you hope for. You hope it turns bad in Dallas quick, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. where everybody's turning at each other. We should be running the ball. We should be throwing here. We should be doing this in the red zone. Why are we doing this? Oh, Dak doesn't look as good under Kellum as he did under Kellum Moore. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, That's what yeah. you want. Then you hear the, oh, Kellen Moore was the genius. It was McCarthy holding him and, back, right? And then, and then the, and, yeah. right, exactly, exactly, yeah. right? Um, and then you go and on the other side, you flip it over to da- Philadelphia. They go into New England week one. They lose a 20-17 game. Well, well, the offensive coordinator called a run here. Uh, they do a bit. Yep. You know how it is in Philly, how quickly oh. that could turn. Oh, okay? my God. Yep. Doc Rivers just got fired, Chris. That's how, that's how uh, it happens in Philly. I just right. saw notification. Right, right. So, you, you know, you lose, you know, you don't lose, you know, you, you got a championship roster with the sixes and you don't make conference finals or you don't make, boom, you're gone. I mean, that's how quickly sure. you, so you look at it and go, so you look and you hope what? You hope the two coordinators aren't panning out in Philly. You hope if people start complaining. You hope the, and they turn on the Eagles because they got, say they lose in the ring. Which is right. Look. Well, possibility. You got Belichick. You got New England. They feel they're much improved up there in Foxborough. They feel like they can knock off the Eagles the first week. No question about it. It's Belichick, bro. What are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, so, and you st- and you hope that starts turning on them, you know? And that's what could be the X factor in this division. Nobody's going to be turning on Kafka and D- Wink, bro. It's going to have to be a catastrophe to turn on Wink. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and Mike Kafka and Brian Dable. It's going to have to be a catastrophe, okay? Like really bad football, like, oh, my God, was it a fluke and all that. And I think as we sit here right now, I don't think anybody's going to say, well, I, I, what Wink did, proven resume, is a fluke, uh, you know, and, and, and Kafka has shown a bright offensive mind. The guy was almost a head coach. I mean, he was, he was questioned. He was interviewed. And then we got Dable. I think that everybody feels pretty safe on the brains. You know, leadership that, hey, we don't feel. But, so that's what you got to hope. That's the X factor, folks, the turmoil, turmoil. So when you go home tonight and you're talking to your wife, girlfriend, all your football giant friends, hey, you know what? 
that buffoon busy now brought up something really what, what I should say when everybody's sitting around you know having a few cocktails and beers and you're saying, oh, man, the Giants, well, I really hope we have a good season, but I can't see it beating the Eagles. I can't see us beating the We never beat the Cowboys. Hey, wait a minute. I just listened to Giant Insider Podcast, and that buffoon, Bizignano, he brought up a point. Oh, what, what did he say now? Oh, uh, you know, he talked about turmoil. So that's the word, folks, turmoil. That's what you got to hope for in the Eagles camp and the Cowboys camp and, not, you know, with the, head, with the offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and all that stuff, you kind of hope it goes into a bad mix and turmoil evolves, and then the Giants take off. <laughs> that's that's to me what you got to hope for. Which, look, we've seen this a thousand times in the league. Yeah. It's a very real possibility. It's not like you're rooting for a meteor to hit the earth, Chris. I mean, th- this is something no, that could happen, no. right? Like, no, I mean, it's not like you're. It happens a lot in the NFL. Right, like a one in a million shot or billion shot, like, oh, you know. Happens all the time. So it totally could happen. Jerry, it was happening in Green Bay when Mike McCarthy was winning 13 games, 12 games a year. It was happening there. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. You know? One of the things you just brought up about Kafka and Wink, if there was any with the Giants, I think it would fall on Wink for like a zero blitz type of situation out of the two. Again, it it probably won't, but I could see. Kafka would have to call 37 straight run plays for the Giant fan (laughs) to be like, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I could see a situation where... Wink calls for a zero blitz. The Giants get burned, and it's oh, it's Wink again. That's the bad Wink that that, that they talked well, about last year. Uh, well, uh, uh, Jerry, I, I I think I forget which game it was. I put it on Twitter once. I said, oh, that's the, the bad Wink. wink. I forget yeah. which game it was now, but this is what we know, right? You know, this it is what it is. With wink. We know we're going to get with Wink. We know it, it is what it is. You know. I'm trying to think, maybe it was the Seattle game. I forget what game. I, it was, I'm not sure. I, I, yeah. I think it might have been the Seattle game. It yeah. might have been. But anyway. But Wink's red zone defense was one of the best in the league. Yep. You know what? They were one of the best in the league. They were twenty yeah, seventh over. They were twenty seventh overall. Whatever it was one of the main reasons why because they really couldn't stop the run. Well, Joe Shane, uh, you know, let's not forget. Uh, we'll repeat it again. That was Joe Shane's priority. Mm-hmm. Not getting an ex receiver. Yep. His priority was stopping the run, and rightly so. Yes. And they and and Joe feels they have done that. Yep. So. Let's talk so, a little. I guess we'll talk a little schedule here, which was oh, yeah. amazing to me. I but. mean, season ticket holders, if you want one o'clock games at home, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta wait till the like the end of October, dude. Like, oh man, that is rough. You know, yeah. And against the Jets, one I did not think was going to be a one o'clock game, right? Right, right. The the, the first one o'clock home game is October twenty second. But so, all right. So we we jump out with Dallas at October twenty second. October 22nd. I got at Washington 1 o'clock game. No, it's uh, Washington at Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up then. Yeah, so the first 1 o'clock home game is Washington. They go to they go to Washington November 19th. Oh, my God. I got it. I got it. What the hell am I looking at here? I got, the, I got at Washington the 22nd, and then you know, I got it the other way around. Okay, no problem. So and I'll, I'll check another site to make sure that's right. But no, I'm, I'm sure I, you're right. Because I looked at it before. What the hell have I got here? <laughs> so the first game, you know, Dallas at Giants Sunday night, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Arizona, um, and then they stay out west for a Thursday night showdown with the 49ers. Yeah. They're not even going to come home, right? So they're going to no. stay out there. No, yeah. All right, so, Jerry, yeah. when I saw this schedule, I said – I don't trust anything Roger Goodell does. Mm-mm. And I know John Mara made a big stink about his flexing Thursday nights, two Thursday night games, and Mara went off on him. Like, well, yep. when is enough enough? So, you know, the schedule, they basically had the schedule done by April, whatever, and then they tweak it at the end. 
mm-hmm. depending, like, in this case, the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers in March, you know, so they'd have to tweak. They want to get the Jets on more. Rightfully so. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a draw, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's, when this came out, I saw, I mean, how the hell, first thing I thought was you're playing a Sunday road game in Arizona. And then you're playing on the road again three nights later in San Francisco. That was supposed to be a no-no. You're not supposed to be a road team and then travel and be another road, be a road team again. But the circumstance in this case is that they're staying on the West Coast. So from what I heard, I talked to somebody yesterday because um, somebody that I trust, and I was pretty curious to see whether or not the Giants were pissed off because a lot of times schedule you know, the, the legal the the team owner they will request certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Don't play like John Mara absolutely hates when the Giants play in Russia, Russia, mm-hmm. the Jewish holiday. Yeah. They've done it a few times, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And he, Mara, it, it infuriates him when, that's, when that schedule comes out in that, okay? Yep. Um, John Mara, um, I was curious whether or not when his schedule came out, if the Giants were like, what the hell is this, you know? But no. No, from what I understand, um, the Giants are like, well, we knew we were going to go back-to-back out West. You know what? We'll whack it up now in 10 days instead of 14 days. We're right there. We'll go to a facility, get everybody checked up, get a practice in, and then they'll go play the 49ers in three, in four, you know, four days later. So the feeling, from what I understand... And when I, when, when, you know, usually when I uh, talk about this on the podcast or I'll put it on Twitter, whatever it might be, I won't put any analysis. It's somebody who I kind of, you know, trust that tells me that, no, nah, it really wasn't. Because I got to be honest with you, Jerry, I was expecting this answer. Yeah, Mara was like, what the hell is this schedule you gave us? I really was. Yeah. Now, the, the Giants view the schedule in the building like, wow, we're playing seven of the first nine. Like, that was strange. Okay. Right. That was a little like, whoa. Right. But here's the mentality in the building. I want everybody to understand this, okay? The Giants could have been scheduled for the first eight games on the road. Right? The first yeah. here comes the schedule. The Giants are playing the first eight games on the road, the first time in NFL history, right? Yep. And Brian Dable would have been like, okay, and well, guess what? Suit up. Okay, no excuses. We play the first game. Guess what? Our pilot is gonna be very busy the first eight games. <laughs> Suit up. No excuses in this building. We'll suit up, play. Let's go. We're ready to roll. Guess what? We'll play the last eight games, or nine games, or the hell at home. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's none of this, like, you know, now, was there a little surprise in the building as far as seven and the nine? Yeah, there was. There was no question. But I was just curious about the, the feeling on that Sunday afternoon in Arizona, mm-hmm. and then that Thursday night game, four days later, Three days later, you know, three. Then you play on the fourth day. You know, the Thursday night game in San Francisco. Um, but the feeling is, it was just like, okay, well, we're out there. Obviously, they're going to stay. Even if it was the game was Sunday, Jerry, they were staying out there. Yeah. You know, but you know what? We'll get it in. Te- we'll be home now a little bit earlier. Okay, we'll be ready to roll. Uh, it's not a big deal. That's the mentality in the building. And that, that look, dude, that's that's Brian Dable, man. No matter what you throw at Dable. Him and his staff is going to be like, well, guess what? We're going to have to be prepared. Be prepared. That's the mentality, bro. That's, and that's the mentality. And, that, and that's what you want. Um, yeah, the only thing it's they're playing the 49ers, what a physical team to play four days later. Oh, my God. And, and again, that's I know cool. that Gable's cool. going to be like, hey, you know what? We're physical, too, and I love it, right? 
but it's just four days later you get the 49ers and the buffoon in me is like, oh, I got to come away from that trip two and one, guys. Let's, let's do this. And again, I know a lot changes, but I'm just looking at it now. No, that's, that's fair to say, like, bro. Oh, you got to be two and one yeah, one way or another. Yeah, that's fair to say because, you know, Dallas is the team they haven't had much success against, so they could lose that first game. And then right. I don't think Arizona's going to have Kyler Murray back by then. I'm not sure about his health. I think he's going to be late September, but you never know what these guys say. They come back so fast. And then obviously the 49er game. So you, you, well, you look the at it. Who are going to have, though, Chris? Who are they going to yep. have? Sam Darnold? I, who are they going to have quarterback? Right. Right? Is Purdy going to be back by then? Is Trey, Is Lance going to be? I don't know. You know? So they're going to be a question mark. So the good thing about it, after this very rough, you know, first three weeks with the road, is that you're going to have about 10 days off of this, and you got the Seattle on a Monday night game. Three out of the first four prime right. time, dude. That's but, crazy. But it's crazy, right? And this is this is what happens when you go to playoff games and you yeah. win playoff and you're, games. And you're, in, and you're in New York. And you're in yes. New York. That's what's yes. going to happen, okay? Yep. Um, the Jets haven't been in the playoffs in, what, 12 years, and they're going to have five primetime games, whatever it is, because of Aaron Rodgers and the expect And it's New York, right? Yeah. Yep. So, hey, look, the bottom line is, and we don't do this, or at least I don't. Even you don't even do it, I don't think, anymore. Man, you have fun with it, but... You don't sit there, look at the schedule, go win loss, win loss, win loss, win win. I think you do it in your right. head. You just don't say it out loud anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people do. But still, there's no denying the fact that when you look at this schedule right now, this is a really, really brutal schedule, bro. Yeah. It could change. We all know this. I'm not going to say it 5,000 times, but it could change. We know that. But right now, I mean, even Jerry in October, you're going to Miami, which I think has a very good chance of winning that division. Mm-hmm. You go into Buffalo, Buffalo's Buffalo. Still going to be a really good squad. Chris, another primetime game, four of six. And Jerry, like you said, you come home, Washington, right? Which I got, I don't know what the hell it's schedule. I got, and then even the Jets. And you got that home game against the Jets with Aaron Rodgers' Jets, which is a really good roster like with Aaron Rodgers. Another tough one. Yep. You know? Yep. Washington's improved a little bit. Should beat them, I'm just saying. And then you got to go back out west again for Vegas and then... Dallas. Yep. Dude, this, this is a real, real difficult schedule. And there's no denying that. There's no denying it. You know, and then even at the end of the year, Jerry, you got the Eagles two out of the last three games. And 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 that is may as well be a primetime game. And I know it's not late in the day, but Giants at Eagles on Christmas Day, like all eyes will be on that one. Like and I don't know about Giant fans. I usually go around to family on that day. I've already sent the text message out. Be home that day, guys. Sorry. It just it is what it is. I'm following in the footsteps of my father. They all knew him. When the Giants are on, I don't leave the house. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know if you guys were in the same situation as I was for that one. Um, and then, you know, like you said, that that's the tough part, Chris. Like, you look at it and you're like, all right, they're on the road all those weeks. Fine. And I know Dable doesn't care about this one, but getting the Eagles – Three twice over the last three weeks. Like, wow, mm. what a they you want to think like there's bigger forces at play here. Like, all right, they know the Giants are gonna be contending for the NFC, so that's why they did this, but I, I don't know. I mean it's all about ratings, so but that's gonna be that, one of the, one of those could move too, no? Like the the Eagles game. Yeah, oh, no, that, depending where they are. Depending yeah. where they are, right? Right. Look, they played the Eagles twice late last year. I think the beginning of December and then the last game, right? So, yeah, so yeah. for some reason, our Eagles football seems to be in December on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, uh, so, hey, look. There's no denying. Like I just said, I think it, right now it's the third toughest schedule in the league. 
And the beginning, the way they made it, you know, that Arizona out west, and then three day, four days later against the 49ers is going to be difficult. And, and let's not forget, right, Jerry? You know, you're coming back home. You get that 10 days off. You play that Monday night game against the playoff team. Right. Against right. A, a, a real tough Seattle Seahawks team. Yep. Who has improved big time? Oh yeah, yes, on their with their roster, yep. you know, a team that went into San Francisco last year in a playoff game, and that was a tough one in the third quarter to a couple of Geno turnovers, and that game turned. But that was a real tough one at one point. That was a battle until the turnovers happened. Um, so that's another one, dude. You, it's a, it, it, you just don't see. And then after that, like we just said, going to Miami and yeah, Buffalo. That's a dude, tough stretch, dude. This is a tough stretch. There's no <laughs> denying it. Oh my god. There's no denying it. So remember, it used to be on. It used to be awkward. It used to be weird when there were three weeks in a row where you were doing like road or home. Yeah. Now you're doing four in a row on the road. 49ers. Oh no, I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Seattle's home. Forget it. Forget what I said. Yeah. Yeah. It's just seven out of nine, bro. Bottom line, seven out of first nine. Crazy. It's going to be a real, real tough stretch, real tough s- schedule. But that's that's what you want. You see what your team is, and we'll see how you know. We'll see what happens. I also like that the Giants have Dallas Week One because it's less likely that you'll see as much Dallas as you would late in the season. I I I like I think. What, what, what because do you mean? a lot what of times, like maybe maybe take Brian Dable out of the equation. Like the last few times we played them late in the season. 60 to 70 percent of the stadium was Dallas. I think. Oh, oh you mean as far as the fans? Oh, yeah, I know yeah, you're talking play, about. Oh, playing them week one uh, again, and, and it changed with Dable last year. But you could see, um, you know, the Giant fans won't be so quick to say, "Oh, I can make a lot of money on this game." It's going to be a lot more. I think more a lot more Giants than Dallas. So I yeah. like that aspect of it as well, just as, as a selfish fan. Yeah, I could see that week one definitely. I could definitely see that. No question. All right. So before we go to break, do you want to just touch quickly on Saquon Barkley? Um, listen, all I could say again, um, don't believe everything you read on Twitter. Um, I, I see so many, look, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound condescending. At this. I'm really not trying to, but there's so many Twitter accounts out there that put stuff out there. Like they cover the team. And they don't, you know, and it's, Oh, Barkley turned down 60. I mean, I read something yesterday, Jerry. I said Barkley. I see Barkley, you know, turned down sixteen million, right? So at first, I looked at it and go, "There's no effing way Joe Shane offered him sixteen million, right?" Um, and even his agent jumped in on Twitter and said, "That's not true." Right. So the point I'm making, everybody, is that I, I've said this before in the past. You know, there's a lot of with social media, there's people out there they put stuff out there and. Unfortunately, some people look at it. I see the responses like, oh, I, I can't believe it. You know, and then you see the other thing. Oh, Balky turned down $14 million, right? Right. And then you look at it and you say, what? Why, wow, they offered him $14 million? I, I didn't hear that. And then you look at it and go, oh, that was the bye week, which is so many people keep putting it out there. Right. Um, well, I'll say it once again. I'll say it once again. And this is a fact, Okay. And you notice his agent jumped in there uh, with somebody who says, that's not true. We didn't turn down $16 million now. So per, whoever, I forget whose Twitter was, somebody, you know, whatever. Somebody put something about, oh, Barkley just turned down $16 million. And the agent's like, that's, you know, like now, like he was offered it now and he turned it down. It wasn't true. It's not true, okay? And I'll say it once again. The 12.5 number, 
Um, during the bye week offer is not true. It was 13 million. 13 million, not 12.5. Okay. And Barkley wanted 17 million. And it it didn't work out. They are now negotiating it. You know, I, I'm pretty sure Barkley and his agent realize they're gonna have to come down with that number. Okay. And Joe Shane is trying to make it work. They're gonna they probably have their own number that they're gonna go to and we'll see how it works. Now you can make it work with guaranteed money more, but his that's part of the negotiations. All right. So just one last time. A lot of people put stuff on Twitter. Um and they go by other people what they hear, you know. Just be careful. Just rely on a certain people that you feel confident in who actually give you the right information. There's so many people out there that have never stepped foot in a the building. They don't have credentials. They don't know what they're talking about, but they're going to put it out there about, oh, Barkley just turned down $16 million. Uh, You know, like it just happened this week. Joe, Joe offered him $16 million and he said, nope, not good. I'm like, and it catches people's eyes. It's clickbait and all that stuff. But the bottom line is they're still negotiating, Jerry. They're trying to get to a number. It might not happen. It might. From what I understand, the Giants are going to have a certain number. I'm not quite sure. But it's not $16 million. <laughs> you know, uh, and But you can work on you know things other ways. You know, um, and we'll see where we're at. That's, yeah, that, that's what they all I about. love that you said that because that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up too, just to kind of set the record straight on, on, on what, like you said, you like Twitter accounts, that's fine. Follow them. But there are there are times where you hear reportedly rejected. Or report, it's like, yeah. well, you know, there are people, like you said, that are in the building that know, um, that, that have relationships with folks that, that you're hearing firsthand. So, again, just be careful what you read. Um, it seems like there's more controversy being created right now about it because nothing's yeah. really happening yeah. with the Giants. Like, the draft is over. Uh, yeah. Mini camp's over. Now we're just waiting on, or the rookie camp, I'm sorry. Now we're waiting on you know, the, the, the veteran camps and all that. So you got to fill the news cycle. You got to just put stuff out there and just be careful. Don't believe everything you read, guys. That's all. And, and yeah, because, you know, relax, relax. Yeah, because now you, they make a Balky look bad. You know, right. you, you, people read and go, what is Balky? Can, you know, um, a, a guy who wants to be here and who loves the organization and, the, right. and the, everyone loves him. Right. So. I mean, is he happy right now? No, but that's, this is what happens. Right. You know, this is what happens in negotiations. And, you, and, if you, and when you know, and you notice, Jerry, when I put it out, um, a couple, well, I guess about a month ago, or whatever I put it out, that he was offered 13 at the bye week. They wanted 17. His agent didn't jump in and go, that's not true. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, that's when you, point. you know, and I think I tagged Saquon in it. I've tagged Saquon a few times on tweets about as far as contract negotiations, yep. and Saquon reads everything. What I'm saying is that, you notice the agent didn't jump in and go, oh, that's not true. Okay? Nice. Uh, because somebody puts out the other day, I don't know, I forget who, I, I don't know, I don't think it's anybody I work with. So, you know, so, somebody puts it out there about, you know, um, Barkley just turned down $16 million, making it appear like the offer was the other day at $16 million. Barkley still said no. And the agent jumped in and said, that's not true. Right. Yep. You know? Yep. So that's all I'm saying. It's like just, uh, you know, uh, you, you see what's happening. Like Barkley's becoming the bad guy because false reports out there, but it'll all, it'll all work itself out. If not, he's going to have to play on a tag. That's it. Yeah. Good stuff, dude. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with your questions. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Biz Ignano and Jerry Foley. Nice job there, Chris, with that. 
<clears throat> All right, guys. Nice, nice job with the questions. It's been a while since we've done the question segment. And for an off-season, you've sent a ton. I want to start off with one I think that's very important to a lot of fans. And I have an opinion on this. Uh, Texas Wine Lover asks, what streaming services do you subscribe to so you can continue to watch NFL games? And I say it's important because I know millennials and Gen Z loves to say, I'm cutting the cord of cable. And I think Sean Marash put something out about this, and he's right, right? Like, cutting the cord of cable is fine when you have one streaming service, but when you want to watch a million shows, they're all on different streaming services. Now your cable bill, your, your bill for that is back up to what it was, cable. <laughs> oh, and now you've, got to, now you've got to watch sports, right? Right. So there's no easy answer to this one. I think everyone thinks it's easy. It's not, dude. I subscribe to ESPN Plus because there's three or four Ranger games that are on there and not MSG, right? Now that's through Disney which I also subscribe to because I'm a Star Wars nerd, right? So there's, I have Amazon Prime for the Thursday night games because I think my wife has Prime, and that's why we have yeah. it. Yeah. Now there's going to be a playoff game on Peacock. Hmm. My daughter, thank God. Like, my kids are older now, so they're subscribing, so I'm just using their logins. Right. But if you're one person and you want to watch everything, I feel bad for you. I, I think yeah. it's getting to the point where it's going to get worse. Definitely getting worse. Oh, oh, it's, oh Jerry, without question, it's going to get worse. You know right. that. Right. I mean, look, Jerry, they're going to have a playoff game. Insane. I mean, I get it's the future, but what about like you just mentioned? What about these people have three thousand different, you know? Yeah. Not it. Not it. Doing now, you're not going to be able to watch a playoff game unless you, you know, you have Peacock, right? Right. You know, I, look, it's getting it's getting crazy. You know, yep. it's getting. But this is this is what the future looks like. And Roger Goodell doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about fans. Yep. All he cares is about let's get more money in this league. You know. Now, the NFL Sunday ticket's going to be on YouTube TV. Now, yeah. I'm going to order it because I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a, I'm a sports idiot buffoon. Thank God I don't like baseball anymore. Like, although the Yankees are, like, you know, free on, yes, free, quote, unquote, free. But, like, I'm going to order the YouTube TV. I'm going to subscribe to that. I got to buy, you know, I don't have all smart TVs, so I got to buy the Roku stick to do that. Like, it's just getting to the point where one day when you don't have the disposable income you're going to be like i i got to start picking and choosing and mm. sports will fall off and that's it yeah uh, listen jerry i'm with you man i i just i just think they're going to dangerous territory man uh, maybe not the nfl right now i know it's a 20 billion dollar year business but you know down the road as they keep doing this you know i, I don't know uh, I, yeah it's just it's i don't agree with it but it's the future i guess and now, and now you're talking playoff games, unless unless you're you know unless that game is your your team, you're gonna have to pay you know subscribe whatever the hell it is. Um, dangerous man, I just you know I, you know I just wish that some people would think about the common Joe, bro. Yeah, the guy that's out there making thirty five thousand a year with three kids, living paycheck by paycheck. Yep. You know, and I know everybody right away. Oh, Chris, it's only four ninety nine. Whatever the hell you know, but that's not the point. Like so you just said, what if he else. subscribes to this, 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 you know, and he's trying to get his kids to watch it. You know, it's just another money maker for, for the NFL. And it's just like, when is enough? Like John Maris said with the, you know, with the Thursday night stuff, like when is enough enough? When do you start thinking about, you know what? Enough now. All right. Come on. You know, yeah. it looks, it'll never happen under this commissioner. Never. You know, and, and the last thing and I'm, I'm sure is... if he left too, the next one would be. Right. And the last thing I'll say on this is it used to be like, OK, it's clear the stadium experience is not for everyone now because of PSLs. All right. So I guess I'll watch the game at home. 
Mm-hmm. Well, now you're starting to push people. I'm telling you, over the next 10, maybe sooner, 10 years, you're going to start pushing people away who say, I can't afford this anymore. It's yeah. just getting completely out of hand. So it's Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I just think you got to be real careful, man. It's just that you keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, you know? Yeah, and real quick, I have cable and those streaming services because I, I can't cut cable yet. I, I can't do it. Local yeah. news and all that. So they, yep. not all of yep. them, but picking and choosing my streaming services, using my kids to, to purchase them so that mm-hmm. I can log in with their logins. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Jim Vassell of Channel 11 now, Jim Vassell. Uh, Biz, we got to hit the links. I'm moving closer to your neck of the woods now. Do you see the second safety being anyone other than Dane Belton? And if so, who? Did he say he's moving closer to me? Is that what he, yeah, he didn't get specific, said? though. He didn't get specific. I so got to reach out to Jim. I oh, wow. He's moving closer. I'm wondering where he's moving. All right. Um, I'm sorry. The question was who, who besides McKinney? Next to McKinney? Yeah. Besides Belton, anyone else? Mm. Mm. Well, I think Bobby McCain will be. Oh, dear. Okay. I think the veteran McCain will be, yeah. Um, Joey Z, which position group do you find more intriguing in training camp? Cornerback with the slot position as, as well as opposite Adori or wide receivers? Hmm. Um, I think it's going to be more intriguing. The wide receivers are going to be more intriguing just because there's more names. Like, I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of names at yeah. corner, but it yeah. should be Adori, you know, Banks, and then probably Flot, right, one way or another. Yeah. This The receiver one is going to be way more wide open, I think. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting position to watch. Yep. Just like last year, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, unbelievable, right? It's incredible. <laughs> uh, Adriana Ifola, why don't they use Brightwell as a punt returner and kick returner? I'm assuming it can't be all that different. It is different. It's yeah. way different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Just Adriana, is, it's nowhere near the same thing. Yeah. Catching yeah. punts. Oof. And then you got to time them drilling you. We know mm. when to call a fair catch. you got to have a lot of confidence. You almost have to... Watching Parcells teach Diedrich Ward that. There's a clip when he was with the Jets teaching him how to catch a punt was amazing. And yeah. talking about how it's like you're a center fielder, you got to get under it and stop, don't reach. Mm. You know, kickoffs, it's kind of straight at you, and it's a, it's a different approach. So I agree with you, Chris. It's, it's a lot. And I, I got to be honest with you, too, dude. I, I'm not even sure Bradwell's going to make this team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't even think his spot is safe. I really yeah. don't. Well, they love they re-signed Brady. You know, they love him on third downs, and he just drafted a kid in the fifth round that they're really hoping works out yeah. as the backup for Barkley. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Frank Seattle asked a question we kind of asked on draft night, but it, I'm surprised you have. Uh, why not Joey Porter and keep the fourth rounder instead of Banks? Admittedly, I don't know the player, but thought he was similarly rated to Banks. It's the Giants like Banks a lot better than Frank. That's it. I mean, that's it. Because otherwise, they would have kept him. Because Chris and I both said it must be Porter. And a Porter of Banks, and, and it ended up being they traded up. Um, so they must love him a lot more, dude. That's it. He was graded higher. They had him graded higher. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Lots to love about last year and this year's offseason. Oh, okay, this is from Croc77. What's your biggest concern at this point in the year? My biggest concern is still the offensive line. In particular, guard inside, obviously, or yeah, was it Neil? Yeah, you know. yeah. Hey, look, 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 dude. You know, I'm I'm still a little concerned about Evan Neal. I mean, we're hoping he takes the next step, right? Like Andrew did. Right. Yeah. Uh, but still, right now, as of right now in May, you got to say, well, you know, we hope Evan doesn't have a shaky second year, right? Like yep. he, he was yep. shaky at times in the first year. Yep. And obviously, you know, uh, the interior of the line. I know they drafted Schmidt, but until he shows it, right? 
until he shows it, until the left guard is settled. You know, we'll see how they, how they play there. You know, it's still a concern right now. Yep. Tampa G-Men 75, what player returning from injury will have the most impact if they, if they stay healthy? Um, also, what rookie from last year will make the biggest leap in year two? Thanks for the love, Giant Insider. Best, truest Giants podcast and info, hands down. Thank you, Tampa G-Men. So first, what player returning from injury will have the most impact if they stay healthy? Well, I'm going to throw one out there. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Darian Beavers. Mm. I'm going to say it. I'm yeah. going to say Darian Beavers because of the upgrade he would be next to next to Okereke. Now, Okereke could help him, but I think it's going to be Beavers. I'll go with that. Yeah, I like that one, too. Yeah. Okay. And the biggest jump, I, I think Thibodeau. Yeah, that's a good one. What is it? Yeah. What is it? The biggest second year, right? Biggest, rookie yeah, jump, right? Rookie from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go Thibodeau. I'll go Neil on this one. Just because of the how he played last year, he's going to be. Yeah. Um, Better I hope, bro. Better hope he yes. takes yeah, that jump. He has to. He has to. Better hope. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Richie Wood, greetings from Dublin, Ireland. During training camp, John Michael Schmitz is obviously going to be dealing with a lot with Big Dex and Leo. That's a good point. Who are a massive, who are a massive handful. Being a rookie, how do you think he'll deal mentally with the bad practice plays? As always, many thanks. Well, thanks for listening from Ireland, Richie. Appreciate that, man. He'll be fine, Schmitz. He'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 From what, I, from what I understand, he's a pretty confident kid, and uh, he'll, he'll have some rough days and like that, but He'll be fine. All right, we'll go. All rookies go through it, man. All rookies go through it. I see it, man. In practice, sometimes they get whipped up, man. You know, you know, offensive lineman or a cornerback. You know, they get toasted, and a cornerback or offensive lineman gets whipped up by a veteran. Um, so they all go through it. He'll be fine. Uh, Ramon Rodriguez the third. He's asking us to give records. Not going to do that till later in the year, buddy. We will give you. I'll, pred- I'll do a prediction. Just not going to do it till August, pal. But thank you. I appreciate you listening and asking that question. Uh, we'll do a few more, Chris. Josh Stanton, Jerry, Chris. Which scenario is most likely to happen? Chris's Red Sox win the AL East. <laughs> that ain't happening. I can tell you that right now, bro. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Saquon comes to terms on a three-year deal with the G-Men. There you go. <clears throat> Jerry and his wife go to Yankee Candle this weekend, so he doesn't have to watch the Yankees underperform. Hashtag Let's Go Mets. Oh, nice little shot at the Yanks. Hashtag Best Giants Pod. Ah, go with Saquon. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Going to agree to a three-year deal. By the way, um, I you know look, I see your tweets about basketball. I got to say, Chris, uh, Jalen Brunson got me uh, back into watching uh, the Knicks. How could he not? It's like my God, God, it was fun, man. I couldn't. How believe could he it. not? He's old school. He's old yeah. school. How, how yeah. could he not? It just made. I mean, I just absolutely, as you know, you know, you read the tweet. I absolutely love, love him, love him. He's, yeah. And I had a guy. You know, a guy on draft night. I'll, I'll tell you, it's not, it's not a secret. I mean, Paul Schwartz from the uh, <clears throat> from the New York Post. We're talking, and he said, "You know, Chris." He goes, "He's the best point guard since Clyde." And I said to myself, "Well, Paul, relax." What? He goes, "All right, name one better." And I'm like, "You know what, Paul? He is not even Mark Jack." He goes, "He shoots better. He's better offensive." Mark, I was, I was like, "You're right." Yeah, yeah. He's right. Paul Schwartz of the Post was right. I was like, hey, "I mean, how could you not love him? The, kid, the, the kids out there playing 48 minutes, bro. I mean." You know, and, and, and these playoffs, you know, made you love him. And for me personally, made me not like John Randall even more. Next question. <laughs> What's, is it, 
Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Oh my John. No, you're right. And that's I'm thinking the, the, a whole of Fame of John no, Randle no, the Vikings. That's that's, that's that's usually the bad basketball fan. I'm like, I don't think it's John, but I don't know what it is. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. And that's the, the flopping and the, the arm waving. And I'm like, I, look, my 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 limited watching the Knicks, uh, I, I admit, is the playoffs. Um, but watching Julius Randle flop around, lose the ball, look disinterested. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can't yeah. stand this guy. And, you know, and, and I, I understand he's like third team NBA. I'm like, he must have been a lot better in the regular season. Yeah, no, he's good. He's a good player. But just the other oh. things, you just got to move on. Oh. Mm. Uh, we'll do a couple more. Etc. at Dickie Clark 3. Jerry, who do you think replaces Gallant as the next head coach behind the bench for the New York Rangers? I want Peter Laviolette. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. He's one of those guys I could play for. I would kind of go by that. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's that kid, the guy Knobloch from, um, I think it's college or whatever. That seems to be the front runner. But I like LaViolette. I do not. By the way, that, that, there's, a, here's one, Chris. Talk about not watching a team anymore. If the Rangers hired Quenneville, whatever his name is, from Chicago, I wouldn't have watched the Rangers until he was gone. So there's some things that are a little then more I, important than sports. You got a better chance to be coaching than hiring that dude. Good. They Good. ain't hiring a guy with that guy's background. Good. And I don't mean hot. If a, for people who don't know, I'm not talking about his hockey background. I'm talking about his off-ice background, Yeah, Google which is not good. Look into it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Terrible. But they, they have no, he has no chance of being hired in the Rangers coach. Zero. <clears throat> uh, Lisa at SoBad6. Hey, guys, which receiver do you see being Daniel Jones' go-to guy? Darren Waller. He's a tight end. Yeah, but guess what? He's going to be lined up all over as a receiver. I think he'll be the white uh, go-to guy. That counts. Uh, Kyle Johnson. Who are you most excited to see playing camp this season, Chris? Also, when you do a call-in show. We'll do a call-in show later in the summer. Um, who are you most excited to see, Chris? Who am I most excited to see in camp? Um, you know what? I'm going to go to rookie, dude. Yeah. Deontay Banks. Okay. And Jay- you know what? Yeah, one and one a Jalen Hyatt and Deontay Banks. Yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, we'll do one more. Oh, yeah. We're all about NYG. We just answered that question about Peacock. Um, Biz from Daniel Bolden. Is there any truth to our Giants being linked to Arizona linebacker Isaiah Simmons? It would be cost-effective, only $3.4 million for a linebacker at 100 tackles, drop back in coverage. I think he'd be a smart move. Is there any truth to that, Chris? I haven't. Was that what's going around? I didn't hear that. I might have been a Twitter rumor, dude. I have no oh, idea. I, don't know. I have not heard that yet, Dan. I have not heard that. Doesn't mean it won't happen. I'm just telling you, I have not heard that. <clears throat> and we'll go. We'll go one more. Giants fan BR. Why is he? Is is Isaiah Simmons released? No, I don't think so. He's not oh, released. okay, He's okay. Oh, you talk about a trade? Okay, no. I don't, I don't um, Chris, Giants fan BR. Who do you think will be the starting inside linebacker next to Okereke? <sighs> I'm gonna go with Beavis, man. <laughs> yeah, same. Nice. I'm gonna go with Beavis. Yeah. Good stuff. Guys, thanks for the questions. Awesome ones. I haven't read those in a while. really appreciate it. Uh, lots of different options. I, we, we, a lot of the ones we didn't read, we, we kind of covered already, especially with the Saquon stuff. I wasn't asking Chris another Saquon question. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we're good. I think, we've exa- I think it's been exhausted. It is what it is until he gets signed. Folks, look, all I can say, Jerry, just I'm sorry to jump in. One sec- all I can say about Saquon, if I hear something, I'll put it on Twitter like yeah. I did last time. You know, um, if I hear something from a reliable person, I'll help how the negotiations are going. And if something I could put on Twitter, I'll put it on Twitter. I'll try to keep up updated, you know, as best I could. Good stuff. 
All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll come back next week sometime. We'll let you know what day. Uh, we'll go from there. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. And to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.